in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Hans Pelton. In today's show we are talking about immigration in Germany and I will introduce to you an East German sound. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Berlin. Germany's Defense Minister Franz Josef Jung is still under fire for saying he would order a hijacked passenger jet to be shot down if necessary. The country's highest court ruled last year that such a move would be illegal and the hijacked plane could only be shot down if only terrorists and no innocent people were on board. Germany's organization of army fighter pilots also rejected the idea. Their chairman said, I can only advise pilots not to obey the minister's command in such a case. A spokesman of the defense ministry defended Jung, saying it was conceivable that the government could call out a state of emergency in which legal considerations no longer applied. In that case, pilots wouldn't be allowed to disobey the command. Berlin The Popcom, considered as one of the music industry's most important trade events, has kicked off in Berlin. Hundreds of concerts are planned throughout the city. At the opening party, Berlin legend Knorkator gave audiences a taste of what modern-day Germany has to offer the music world. While German pop music has boomed within the country over the past few years, the overall domestic music market has been struggling with plunging CD sales. In response, the German music industry wants to boost its musical image abroad. A record number of 15,000 trade representatives are expected at Popcom, organizers said, with visitors from 57 different countries. Rotenburg. A forensic expert has written a book about his most bizarre case. It's about the German cannibal Armin Malves. In his book, the forensic expert Manfred Risse describes the horror when he was called to examine the willing victim of Maives and seeing the four-and-a-half-hour video Maives made of the killing. The 2002 murder and subsequent trials made global headlines and Maives is assured a prominent place in the dark annals of murderous perversion. Berlin The Deutsche Telekom is to sell the hotly awaited iPhone in Germany. The Apple phone would be available to German consumers starting November the 9th and would cost 399 euros. Apple fans will only be allowed to buy the gadget by using the T-Mobile provider, Telekom's mobile phone subsidiary. T-Mobile will also receive distribution rights to the iPhone in the Netherlands and Austria. This move gives Telekom an important role in introducing the iPhone to the European market. Freital In the eastern German city Freital, the mayor has come up with a novel solution to his region's ongoing depopulation pay young women to come back. In a newspaper interview, the Freital mayor said that one should offer women from Germany's West 2,000 euros if they were willing to sign a three-year lease on an apartment in Freital. Now they are landing lots of letters on his desk. For years, Germany has been fretting about an ongoing migration of youth from East to West. The population of Freital is just under 40,000.
Migration and immigration policy is a topic that has been discussed a lot in Germany, and the discussion goes on. While unemployment is rising, not only right-wing politicians are asking how to handle the problem of immigrants in Germany, others are asking if immigration is actually a problem. Fact is that there have been and there are still a lot of non-German people coming to Germany, of course to other countries as well, because they have hopes of a better life, hopes that they get a better job than in their home countries. The reasons for leaving home and emigrate are as different as the people who take the step. In the worst case, they arrive in a country where a language is spoken they cannot speak. They feel alone and need help. The city of Nuremberg don't want to leave the immigrants on their own. So when Mayor Ulrich Mali came into office in 2002, he made clear that immigration and migration policy is very important for him. Soon thereafter, an office for immigrants was created, where they get all the help and support they need. Mr. Mayor, a short time after you came into office as the mayor of Nuremberg, integration became one of your most important political topics. What was the reason for this? Two things, and both very simple, I think. Um, we looked at our dem demography, um, and we saw that from half a million of inhabitants of our city, 150,000 were not born in Germany, are not born in Germany. It's now still like this. So um, there is, I think, a challenge of integration. And the second reason is that uh, we in Germany, we don't have a very good history of integration uh, since the Second World War, uh, different as uh, United States or Great Britain or also France. Um, in the 60s and 70s, we were going through Europe, through the south of Europe, uh, to catch people to work in Germany. And everybody thought if they finished working, if we don't need them anymore, they will go home. But I think that was a, a huge error. It's different. We are now a multicultural society. And we are not yet in all parts of our official life uh, fit for being it. So it is a subject. It is a point for communal policy, but also for the national policy. Nuremberg is known worldwide as the city of the Nazi party rallies, but also as the place where the Rassengesetze, the Nazi race laws, were written. Do you see the city in a historical responsibility to lead somehow this integration debate in Germany and maybe internationally? Maybe it is like this, but I think we are not different to other German uh, cities uh, concerning this problem of integration. It is a problem and we have it in front of the door of the municipality. So you have to deal with it. It's not, you cannot ignore it, you have to deal with it. And for me, it's clear that the society in Germany, maybe as in all democratic countries, um, which have economic success all over the world, will be intercultural and multicultural for all time. So you have to find a, a consensus in the society, how different you want to be. We have to discuss with our people about um, this kind of pluralism, this kind of different cultures, religions, ethnics that we want to have in the city. And we started this dialogue. It's not simple because uh, on the right wing, on the political right wing, also in Nuremberg in Germany, there are people who say, put them all away and Germany only for the Germans. Uh, but I think it's a, it was a good start five years ago and we have now... Even in Germany, we have now a huge debate, a huge, a huge discourse, discourse about uh, integration. And it's good to talk about it. And if you have talked about it, you can uh, further go on with uh, concrete 
uh, politics. To take the leading role in such a political area means that things were not going right. Can you describe the situation for non-German citizens of Nuremberg before you took charge? It was divided in, in several groups. We have the classic Gastarbeiter, as we called it, those people who we catched in Italy, in Portugal, in Greece, in Spain, uh, to work for us. Uh, they didn't have any social problem because everybody of them had work. But they had, of course, cultural problems because they came from different countries and had different languages. We have the second group that are the former Germans from Russia, from Romania, from Polonia. They had, but only per definition, no, uh, no cultural problem because they are Germans who lived uh, at the Volga River, who lived in Romania, who lived in, uh, in Poland. But they had social problems, many social problems, unemployment and so on. And we had a third group, maybe uh, the people from Turkey, who, were, who came for economic reasons. So we had different responsibilities in the city government. We had huge differences and we put all together. We said that uh, integration, immigration problems are problems of the individual life and not, are not concerning um, to those who had a German passport and those who had not a German passport. It's a personal problem and that was the start uh, of renewing our politics, taking these different responsibilities together, discussing the problems of immigration uh, and integration together and now we are going on on this way. Nuremberg has established a central office for migration and information center. Could you please explain what this office is about and how it is able to help foreign people? Now we have, we have different offices for people who came from foreign countries, but we have a so-called Migrationserstberatung. In the economic speech, one would say one-step agency. It's an agency where every, everyone who's coming, who's coming has his first contact with uh, the German administration. And the people who are there in this office, they are responsible for the problems of passport, the problems of housing, the problems social concerning social uh, things, the problems of unemployment, the problems of learning German, and all. You have only one step and only one stop in this agency if you're coming new to Germany. They tell you where you have to go to uh, with your housing problem, with your Uh, learning German problem, but when you come, you have one agency that has a huge knowledge about every problem concerning integration. Do they just give advice or do they help practically as well? They give advice, yes, but they are looking what happens after advising. They, they, don't only, they, they do not only give one advice and then the people go away. The data of the people, of the new people, of the immigrants uh, were fixed and then they are looking Uh, where the immigrants are going to, if they are successful, if they have problems. So it's not only a uh, consulting agency, they are also responsible for um, the integration process of the people. Is there a guarantee that anyone who needs help can find someone talking his language? No, because we have uh, immigrants from 156 uh, countries all over the world. But I think most of the current languages we can uh, offer and they know who they can phone if there is some exotic language.
What do you hear from the staff of the Office of Migration? What are the major problems for immigrants coming to Germany and especially to Nuremberg? The major problem is that you asked uh, in the moment, they are always willing to help the people more intensely. But for the first step agency, it's not the responsibility. So most of the uh, employed there would like to go a longer way with their clients than they can go by, um, by definition. Mr. Marley, what could be changed right away? What is still being done and what would you like to see in the future regarding integration of non-German Nuremberg?ers We had some steps uh, forward in the last years. Um, there are two laws uh, concerning immigration uh, that brought, yes, I think steps forward, but we have still problems. We have one problem. Uh, in Germany live around about 350,000 people with a not clear legal status. Nobody knows. Uh, they don't get any passport, but they cannot be uh, thrown away. They are living since 10, 50 years uh, in this uh, irregular uh, status, and that's not very good. I think we need a law that clears up all these problems. Second problem is still learning German. Of course, uh, I think it's a difference. Uh, most of the people who are coming to France, maybe from Tunisia or Morocco, they speak French. Most of the people who are coming to Great Britain, from India, from Pakistan, they speak English. Uh, the same in America, I think, in, in US. We have still the problem to teach German sufficient. Because you, you, can not, you, you don't find people who are able to go to school. We have old people, we have young people, we have women, we have men, we have those who have to work. And uh, one of the hugest problems is still uh, teaching German. And I think it's not possible to live here a uh, whole life without speaking German. And the third problem is, of course, um, the integration of the social Uh, in the social quarters. Uh, we need, um, that's our responsibility, I think we need public houses where people, German people and people from foreign countries can meet, can know their cultures, their different cultures and can uh, build bridges and cross these bridges between the cultures. They, they are celebrating religious uh, days together, Muslims and Christians, They are uh, celebrating parties, summer night parties. They are showing uh, films, uh, showing pictures. Uh, they are discussing together. They are singing together. They are dancing together. They played football, play football uh, with each other. Everything that is going to be an instrument, a locomotive of integration is bringing the people together. So every field that brings people together is executed there. This office is the only one of its kind in Germany. Why do you think this is? It's a problem in the head of the Germans. We, we, everybody has to know that it's necessary that we integrate the people. And it is this lack of huge discussion that we had in the last 40 years that we are discussing now things that are, which are in other countries uh, common sense. How would you describe the migration or immigration policy of Nuremberg? We are trying to solve these problems. We are going uh, into the kindergartens to teach German because if the school had started, it's too late. We are going into the social quarters to uh, get out the mothers, mothers of their apartments and bring them together to learn German because uh, at home they have uh, via satellite uh, always mother's language. We try to um, get 
school places and uh, jobs for the people because the unemployment is uh, a very uh, big problem for them. And we try to bring them together with their own cultural richness that they show us what they bring positively to Nuremberg and that, that they not only come to take something away, they bring um, a kind of richness um, for us and I think that's what we try to show. Mr. Mayor, the Nazis once described Nuremberg as the most German city of all. Today, Nuremberg has a different face, actually many faces from around the world. How important are immigrants today for the city, for the culture and also for the economy of Nuremberg? I cannot imagine a Nuremberg without the immigrants because uh, society is developing all the time. And the Nuremberg society was developing just before. In the 1860s, the city had 35,000 inhabitants. In 1920, we had 350,000. And it was not only the Franconian fertility that made this uh, size, it was immigration from Europe at this time, in the time of industrialization. And I think immigration in a country that is one of the richest all over the world is a, is a real normal thing. We have to discuss about it. And the Nazis called Nuremberg the most German city of all, not because of the people of Nuremberg, because of the buildings. So you, you see, it's necessary. If you want to create creative cities, you have to be different. If everybody is equal, if everybody speaks the only language, if they all have only one religion, if they all uh, read the same tales, sing the same music, uh, it, I imagine it would be like George Orwell's visions, uh, a terrible vision of a society. The difference of the people brings us uh, progress in society. In mid-September, the East German electronic duo Partenbrigade Wolf came to the US to play just one concert. It was a testing ground to see how their music and their message is received overseas. Partenbrigade Wolf tried to tell a story with their music 
focusing on the life and the experiences of Bauarbeiter or construction workers. No wonder the two members appear on stage dressed in orange overalls, wearing hard hats and destroying a keyboard each time with construction tools. And in their songs they spotlight construction workers for a reason, as member Sven Wolf describes. Gerade in Ostdeutschland haben ja auch die Bauarbeiter ziemlich viel um Especially in East Germany, the construction workers have done a lot, which is sadly forgotten. But there were real construction worker revolts, and we are trying to remember people on that. That's why we are touring so much, sharing this information with our audience. And this is one of their big club hits called Ostberliner Bauarbeiter. Dass wir die Bauarbeiter der Hauptstadt der DDR mobilisieren, um eine Mauer aufzurichten. Äh, mir ist nicht bekannt, dass solche Absicht besteht, dass sich die Bauarbeiter in der Hauptstadt hauptsächlich mit Wohnungsbau beschäftigen und ihre Arbeitskraft voll eingesetzt wird.
Finishing up another collage-like track by Patenbrigade Wolf called Demokratischer Sektor. You can find our program online at radiogoethe.org or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I'm Arndt Peltner. Hello, this is Sven from Patenbrigade Wolf. You're listening to Radio Goethe. The Demonstrationszug comes heran. Sagt sich so leicht, da gehen tausende von Menschen, denen der Regen überhaupt nichts ausmacht. Der strömende Regen, der stellenweise in einen ausgesprochenen Bus übergegangen ist, wo es mit Eimern geschüttet hat, wie der Berliner sagt. Sie kommen genauso, wie sie heute früh sich in die Arbeitskleidung geworfen haben, mit ihren blauen Anzügen. Ein großer Teil hat die blauen Schutzbrillen noch so, wie sie morgens vor den Feuerketten gestanden haben. Und die Kommunisten im Werk, was haben die gemacht? Die sind nicht mit, nein. Es ist 15 Minuten nach 11, die Spitze des Zuges hat die Sektorengrenze an der Chausseestraße erreicht. Keine Eindämmung mehr, man kann keine Glieder mehr sehen, sondern die ganze Straßenbreite mit beiden Bürgersteigen ausgefüllt den Demonstrationszug. Vorne an der Ecke, der rechte Teil der Chausseestraße, ist hier schon sowjetischer Sektor, hat man die zwei Schilder mitgenommen mit der Inschrift. Hier beginnt der demokratische Sektor. Der demokratische Sektor. Wir beginnt der demokratische Sektor. Wir beginnt der demokratische Sektor. Wir beginnt der demokratische Sektor.
der demokratische Sektor. Hier beginnt der demokratische Sektor. Hier beginnt der demokratische Sektor.